JB and Jules for breakfast, only on Triple M. Hit subscribe now. Jules yesterday was amazing. Meatloaf. Nah, you see. You said it's if you had a child, it would come second to the day that you did yesterday. Life-changing moment. Life-changing moment. This was the point where I went, it doesn't get any better than this. I'm, I'm going to probably get a bit sad and sour from this time on because I know my <laughs> best days are behind me. And um, that happened because I was invited to be a celebrity guest judge at the Sausage King meat competition that went down at the Burnett Bowls Club yesterday. So you were instructed to taste test a whole bunch of different meat products. Indeed. So there was <laughs> several categories we had to go there. And what will happen is the winner of this will go to the state finals uh, of the Sausage King meat competition. There's a range of categories. So we started off with your beef sausages. Then there was lamb sausages. There was chicken sausages. Yum. There was then burger patties. Yes. There was a beef jerky category. There mm-hmm. was ham on the bone and mm. off the bone, two separate categories. And so my job was to go there. Me and two other judges were given uh, like an iPad or tablet. Yes, very professional. Then it would say, all right, um, this is the... This is the first person. Yes. This is the first meet. It was all the labels were covered. We didn't know where they were from. And then you would judge based on the appearance. Yep. The coloring. Right. How it looked uncooked, how it looked cooked. Uh, then we would taste it. We would yes. judge on the texture mm. and the flavor and we'd mark them out of 10 or 20 and and then go to the next one and work our way through. There was about 10 participants in each category, I'd say. Yeah, so wow. you got a cut of sausage for each one and had to taste it. And Did you fast in preparation for this? Yeah, well, not really. I, <laughs> I didn't have breakfast because I was there yep. at 9.30, so I skipped out on breakfast. Mm-hmm. I went, all right, I want to have uh, enough for it. It's all about the honour of well. the competition. Mm. Yeah. And myself and the other two judges, we got there and we're sort of like, we don't know what we're doing. None of us had done this before. We didn't know what was going on. We didn't have the eye. We, we never figured it out before, all right? Yes. So we thought we were a little bit undermanned for the job. But okay, but no, did you do okay? Nonetheless, we got into the job and it just, it was unbelievable how quickly we went from, oh, we don't know what we're doing, by sausage number five <laughs> where they're going, hmm, all right, the consistency, there's a couple of air pockets, oh yeah, judging it like With a bloody, your cravat. bloody menu and <laughs> carrying on like a bunch of idiots, but nonetheless, anyone else having any sort of food competition, oh, I am now go. an Here's official professional, you can give us a call, send us a message anytime. God. I will make time. I don't care what's going on. It could be a family member's birthday. You take precedence. What else has been happening this week with JB and Jules on Bundy's Triple M? Spruikers for stores in shopping centres. There's certain types of humans. Yeah, they are certain types of humans. Oh, I don't mind a good spruker. They, I like the ones that are normally like... They remind me of your of your grandma. They've got the grandma perfume, and they're out in front of jewelers. <laughs> yeah, and they've got their little speaker that's got like a pull handle, so they can walk it out. And the, Valentine's Day sale, guys. Yeah, they, they got their microphone. And that's they're out it. there spruiking. I love it. Yes, um, I encountered one in particular at Sugarland Plaza yesterday, a store oh. that I never thought would need a spruker in the first place. Mm-hmm. I understand the jewelry stores. I understand the paintball people that are always set up in Hinkler. Yeah, are they paintball? Are they the little um? Guns, the oh the, is it yes, them ones? those ones, yes, yeah, the dodgy stuff. They, and and you always have a strategy walking past them. You see them from afar, and you quickly grab your phone and you look down and you avoid eye contact. Oh, I don't know what to do. I hate the situation. Mm. I'm just like, no, thank you. Oh, but then you don't want to talk to them because that's right. That's all they want. That's mm. they'll get a hold of you. It was too late for me yesterday. Oh. I already uh, had eye contact with this particular person. 
And I thought, oh, no, we're going to engage in a conversation. And maybe it's because I've been noticing things to do with hearing recently, but I locked eyes with a spruker outside Bay Audio. Bay Audio. Mm-hmm. Right next to um, Optus when you walk into Sugarland Plaza, walking towards Big W. Yep. Bay Audio, for some reason, they had a spruker outside, so a woman they, trying to lure people in for maybe hearing tests. Are they hearing solutions type things? I so they're not so. They're not speakers or anything like that? They're just like hearing, like hearing aids and stuff? Well, she didn't have a microphone. And okay. to be honest, maybe this is part of the strategy. <laughs> she was because quiet. she asked me a question. She could have said, are you hard of hearing? Would you like a hearing test? Either way, whatever it was, I did not hear it. But for the life of me, I thought, just whatever you do, smile and walk on. <laughs> that was wild. Let's get down to it. Let's find out what else JB and Jules have been up to. Over the last 24 hours, we've seen the state budget handed down. Uh, a lot of talks around health, of course, with with a pandemic unfolding, that's pretty, it makes sense. Absolutely, it does make sense. And the big talk is surrounding here in Bundaberg the new hospitals. So to tell us all about this budget, shed a bit of light. We have Tom Smith. Good morning, our member for Parliament. How are you? Good morning, JB and Jules. The billion-dollar Bundy budget. How good is it? What great <laughs> yes. news for our community? We love alliteration. Talk to us. What is in store for us? Well, what we saw yesterday was a commitment by the Palaszczuk government, $1.2 billion to build our new Bundaberg Hospital. And it's something that our community needs and it's something that our community deserves. And I'm, I'm really proud to be, be someone who uh, has been able to represent the Bundaberg community and, and stand with our community and fight tooth and nail to get this. And we saw yesterday $1.2 billion. Uh, construction will start this year. So we will start building our new Bundaberg Hospital this calendar year and it'll be finished around 2027. So it's a fantastic outcome for not only the Bundy community, but all of the Wide Bay community, because they'll be using this hospital as well. So that $1.2 billion will be invested in the hospital over that time frame. Is that correct? That's right, absolutely. So $1.2 billion is the, the cost of the project in whole, and what we also have is we've got the $20 million as a line item for this financial year to start the, those early works as well. So we know to start the works that we need uh, before we can really start getting onto the construction site, we need that $20 million for this year, and then we'll continue to uh, spend that $1.2 billion all the way to the end of 2027 when we'll open the doors and patients will be coming in and we'll be providing the world-class health system that our Bundaberg community deserves. Now, Tom, we know there's been a lot of pressure in particular on those in hospital, in healthcare in the last few years, yet we've had a bit of a pandemic. But how are we going to help out with this budget that's been delivered now for those that are going through a tough time rather than waiting for the hospital's completion in 27? Well, what we saw yesterday was a record health budget, so $23.6 billion, and it's going towards expanding hospitals, it's going towards building new hospitals, but also making sure that we're getting more nurses and more doctors in there as well. So in 2020, our government made a commitment of employing uh, a further 9,000 health workers, and we're committed to that goal. And that's what we're seeing with this money. We're seeing an expansion of beds as well, so 2,200 beds being um, expanded out across the state, and we know that's what we need. And we're also seeing an investment into our ambulances as well, so new ambulances out there on the road to make sure that they can get there to those who are so vulnerable. And... You know, we, we think about our health workers, how amazing are our health workers? And especially in Bundy, over that Christmas period where we were getting 600 people testing for COVID a day, then the extra pressure of 
uh, people not being able to get in and see their GP, families having to wait three weeks to see their GP. So what do they do? They go to the emergency department. And Mm -hmm. this new hospital as well will expand the emergency department and it'll have 121 extra overnight beds. So it's it's a fantastic investment for our region. Yeah, it is great to see that investment. I guess for right now, I know a big issue is um, enough staff in our Bundaberg Hospital. Um, so you say, you did mention about new beds and an expansion of staff statewide. Are we going to see more jobs made available at the hospital here in the next 12 months, say? So what, what that comes down to is, uh, so the Wide Bay Health, what they do is they're in charge of the employing. So they have a look at their numbers and they make sure that they're stocked up on the numbers. One of the big things that really hit us this year and is still hitting us is that our health workers, they're like you and me, they get COVID. Now, JB, I know that you had COVID. I had COVID a couple of weeks ago. Um, and when they get COVID, they can't go to work on that day. So at one point at our, at our peak, we had over 100 health staff in the Wide Bay be off work because of that. Mm. So that's one of the big things is making sure that we do have those staff available and we're going to have to live with a little bit of staff are going to have to be off with COVID, but we've got to make sure that we do fill those positions. And that's what we're seeing is an investment into our health staff and into our health facilities as well. Well, Great. thank you very much there, Tom Smith. Now, if you want to get the full chat with Tom, uh, you can check it out in the podcast via the listener app. We'll have it up there in a few hours time. It is Triple M. But Tom, um, just I guess the other question, there's a big worry when it comes to rental properties here in Wide Bay. Is there anything in the budget that's set up to help out with that here? Yeah, absolutely. You know, this is an incredibly tough time for so many people in our community. And I know I go along and I talk to people the other week, I spoke to three pensioners who were living in a tent on a rental property. You know, I understand how much this impacts our community and we were able to get them into some short stay accommodation and, and then we'll, we'll eventually get them into some social and affordable housing as well. We are building more. That's a big thing. In, in Bundy alone, we had 17 dwellings built in the last financial year. But there's a further 50 in construction across the Wide Bay. In this budget, there's $13 million for social housing and affordable housing construction in the Wide Bay region. Unfortunately, so another... Tom, we have a trading mm. shortage and we have a supply shortage. So how do we figure out how that situation is going to be resolved faster so that we don't have more and more people who are, unfortunately, who've lived here their whole lives, have their whole mm. world here, are not going to be able to have to move out of the region? Absolutely. It's very difficult. And then we, we add on the, the floods that hit the southeast corner as well. So we do know that we need more tradies and we uh, have our, our investments in terms of when we look at TAFE and making sure that we're getting more people in. We've got some fantastic programs where we're doing accelerated apprenticeships as well through our TAFE. But the big thing is, for me, I've got kids out there who are at risk of becoming homeless. And for me, as a, as a former teacher, but also just as a, as a human being, that's my big focus. So I've been working very strongly with uh, groups such as Angels, who do a fantastic work in our community, working with our Department of Housing, and we are getting kids out of tents, out of cars, and into, if it's at least short-stay accommodation, and then into our social and affordable housing. Now, that's my number one goal, and we've been, we've been doing that. But the big thing is, and, and we've got Triple M, I know a lot of people listening, if you know of families who are at risk of becoming homeless or they're in their cars and their tents, come into my office because I do not want a single kid in Bundaberg living in a tent, living in a car, living in the street. They need four walls and a roof, and that's what we need to do. And that's what we're doing in the short term, but we're also investing into that long term as well. Well, Tom, we hit you with a couple of hard ones. You're a legend, mate. Appreciate your time. No, guys, thank you so much. It's a, it's a great budget for Bundy. 
1.2 billion for our hospital. We've also uh, got the money there for Paradise Dam. It's a big budget, but we deserve it. We're a fantastic community in Bundy. Thanks, JD and Jules. Tom Smith there, our local member after the Palaszczuk government's brand new budget for the state. They're different, but they're ours. <laughs> JB and Jules on Triple M Bundy. I'm very, I'm nervous, I'm excited. I'm excited for this moment for you. My next debut single, like my next single. I've had other singles released you before. You have. It's been a while since you've got to the singing mic, though. You might remember my ode to wanting to go to the pub when we're in lockdown. Um, what was my last song? Copperhead Cow is probably your most recent Copperhead song. Copperhead Cow is a well-known cover. We've been wanting to get more from you, and I guess this one... I don't one... know if that's true. <laughs> has been inspired by um, some idiots well, that have been around town. Over the last couple of weeks, the sunsets over Bundaberg have been exquisite. They've been beautiful. beautiful stunning. I love it. I look out at a sunset and go, oh, that's nice. People love a sunset, right? They do. Uh, but I don't feel the need to put a photo on my Instagram every damn day. <laughs> Unlike a lot of people, and when I've been walking along the Bagara foreshore, I, was, I even walked along the Burnett River, and there was there's people in the way a lot lately because yes. they're trying to get a beautiful shot of the sunset. They're normally the younger ones doing Instagrammy stuff. You're sick of tripping over them because they're a hazard. I'm sick of having to do They are a complete nut hazard, so that's why I've written the song Lovely Sunsets, Beautiful Twits. Well, let's take it away, JB's latest hit. Grandma's always getting in my way. Grandma's can't you go the hell home. Instagram is getting in my way. Taking pics all up in my zone. I get it, that something, it's real nice. But you don't need a picture of it. 200 of you posing in my face. Lovely sunset, beautiful twits. Lovely sunset, beautiful twits. Beautiful twits. I'm taking my dogs for a walk I feel all the people start to stalk A beautiful glow is right behind All the youngins yell and scream It's Easter time Please get the hell out of my way Cause I've had me a real big day I know this shines as good as it gets But we don't need a photo, you beautiful twits Instagram is getting in my way Instagram is go the hell home Instagram is getting in my way Taking pics all up in their phones I get it, that sunset, it's real nice But you don't need a picture of it 200 of you get out of my face The lovely sunset, beautiful twits Lovely sunset, beautiful twits Oh, beautiful twits This is so catchy I need a music video you want a music video? Yes, I do. You are the producer, filmographer person. Oh, no. So that it's would up be, to me to bring be, this creation to life. Yeah, if, and the song, I'm pretty happy with it. You've got a lot of pressure. <laughs> Keep an eye out for the film clip. It's coming soon, according to Jules. Subscribe now and stay up to date. JB and Jules on Triple M Bundy. Tried to do a good thing, JB, and it has completely backfired on me. Mm. I've tried to talk about, you know, we enjoy talking about businesses, events, what's happening in the Bundy region. When we like something, we like to spread the word and tell others about it. Well, that's our way of helping, I suppose. That's what we're here to do is to try and spread good stuff around the Bundaberg community. That's what we're here for. There was one particular business and one event that reoccurs every month that I was super excited for, the Almond Croissant Club. Uh, yes. Wee oui, wee, oui, I recall. Delicious almond croissants, flaky, enjoyed with coffee and bagara on C Street. Now, I found this ridiculous. It seems 
It's one thing, an almond croissant. Have you ever had one before? No, I haven't. And maybe that's why I don't understand it. But <laughs> how there is an entire group based mm-hmm. around one pastry just seems ridiculous to me. So this new coffee shop um, opened up Seashells on C Street and Latali makes her own um, uh, bakery items herself. Yeah. And there was this group on Bagara Facebook. It's called the Almond Croissant Club. And it started with people noticing that she'd made some really delicious food and people saying, what a great idea to get together maybe once a month, catch up with people, get to know some new faces in the area mm. over croissants. I talked about it on the radio, but I think I've caused a problem that now too many people have rocked up for the Almond Croissant Club. To the point where the owner, she said, I, I caught up with her yesterday, just got myself coffee. She was like, yeah, there was only supposed to be 14 people that rocked up. There was 28. There was double the amount. They were spread out on the little tidy street of C Street. So isn't that good? But they had other customers rocking up, thinking that they had to wait for 28 people to have their coffee order before they could get served. But all the And they were walking away. Maybe the Armand Croissant Club needs to make a rule. If you're joining up, then you've got to at least buy a coffee. Yeah. And don't you all buy an almond croissant? So yeah, they're all it? buying almond croissants. So you're but making it busy. It's good. Well, this is the thing. She's a little concerned that she's scaring potential customers off because it's so overwhelming. They might need to move to a park or down to the, the basin so and the Esplanade. Scared, scared her business is getting too busy. And the worst part is I've talked about how great this club is. I've raved about it. I can't even get there for the 10 a.m. meetings myself. <laughs> what else has been happening this week with JB and Jules on Bundy's Triple M? Well, I've got a Toyota Hilux. I love my little ute. Yeah, it's great. It's fantastic. It's never missed a beat. Absolutely adore it. But there are some Toyota customers over the last few years that have had a defect which could see them getting a fair payout. Ooh, defect. We don't like that word. What's happened? It happens a little bit where you'll see that cars are being recalled for a minor defect. Um, oh, this happened to my Mazda with airbags. Yeah, and usually it's a matter of everyone has to go in and it's replaced for free and mm-hmm. that's sort of the end of it. But this one's a little bit bigger because hundreds of thousands, expected about 260,000 Australians who have Toyota vehicles could be getting a compensation claim. So Jeez. get this. Um, there's people who would have bought faulty Toyota vehicles between 2015 and 2020, and these people are able to apply for compensation. Now, the federal court, they ruled that defects in these vehicles actually decrease the vehicle's value by 17.5%. That's a lot of percent. Yep, and that means that the amount of compensation paid out to these consumers could be more than $2.7 billion what? that Toyota has to pay out. now. Wowzers. Yep, it's ridiculous. 260,000 different cars. Now, these are, as I said, sold between the years 2015 and 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, Toyota Hilux, Prado, and Fortuna vehicles. These are sold between October 1, 2015 and April 23, 2020. They were sold with a faulty diesel particulate filter. Now, diesel cars, obviously, so if you've got Mm -hmm. an unleaded one of those cars. Doesn't apply. Doesn't apply. But this diesel filter cleans out any of the bad stuff, really, that gets into your engine. And it helps with fuel economy and it helps with the aging of the engine. Gotcha. Because this wasn't picked up, a lot of these people have got a car that is then worth less than what they were promised. So there's also another element to it where they found that uh, there was misleading or deceptive conduct in marketing and selling of the cars. Oh, really? Yeah. So Toyota Hilux, Prado and Fortuna owners, if you have bought one between those dates, it was between 2015 and 2020, you can actually register to see if you are 
due for a payout. Okay, so how do you do that? Is there a website? Yeah, there's a Toyota done class action website. So if you think that your car was purchased during this time and yep. that it was classed as a default and you think you should be getting some compensation, yep. all you need to do is head to www.toyotaclassaction.com.au. Follow the links, fill out your details, and it could be in for a little payout. That was wild. Let's find out what else JB and Jules have been up to. The reviews are still coming in for Lovely Sunset's Beautiful Twits, JB's latest musical drop. Mm, it was um, it was pretty... <laughs> I'm pretty happy with the, with the single, but... I think it's impressive. We have got a call coming through on 13353. Hello, who have we got there? Jules, we have Steve. How are we going? Good, Steve. What can we do for you? Uh, JB's recording career. Yeah. He wants to go into. He'll need a manager. I'll just put my hand up before anyone else does. Oh, so you'd like to you'd like to manage the uh, upcoming. What did you think of uh, Lovely Sunsets, Beautiful Twits? Definitely one of your better songs. One of my I best. Think, <laughs> I think Copy and Cow is still the funniest song. Okay, right, All right. But it's catchy, isn't it, Steve? It is very catchy. Okay. Well, well, I feel like you might have to fight it out with Copperhead Cal over who gets to be the manager. And to be honest, Steve, oh, he, he the, can brown... be the video person and back, backing vocals because yeah. I won't sing for you. Copperhead Cal's brown nosing was a little bit better. Look, it's, all, yeah, it's already gone to my head. No wonder why musicians are jerks oh, he's, when they're he's famous. He's an expert at it. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, we start interviewing you, JB, as the artist rather than JB on the radio. Maybe. Well, exactly. Well, yeah, I'll come in once a week. The headline act. Might, might get a sleep in. Good on you, Steve. <laughs> Catch you later. Well, JB. JB, we need to move on because a moment needs to be taken to honour the incredible Internet Explorer. Internet Explorer. I've seen it's going or it's gone. What's happened? After 27 years, Microsoft, the parent company, has decided to say goodbye to what is arguably the first and the worst internet browser. Yes. I thought it would take a moment to say goodbye and say thank you for the memories, even though it's copped a fair bit of flack. Thank you, Internet Explorer, for putting up with the ridicule of being the worst browser. While we may have downloaded you for your superior replacements like Chrome, Safari, Linux and Firefox, we appreciate you slugging it out there, old guy, as the default. Thank you, Internet Explorer, for the memories of searching the web with dial-up internet. Thanks for being there, stable and helpful at the Internet Cafe next to the Matilda Motel. Thank you for the fights you caused, asking Mum if she could get off the phone so we can start playing backgammon with strangers online. Thank you for your access to Napster and LimeWire, the programs that we use to download uh, for 17 days, those definitely legally obtained hit songs. Thank you for teaching us patience, anger management, and how to appreciate when faster, newer, shinier things came along. You weren't pretty, your fonts were ugly, and the websites always look worse with you, but someone had to be first. So after 27 years, we are putting you down, and our lives will always be richer for knowing you. Thank you, and rest in peace, Internet Explorer. We're putting it down. <laughs> they're different, but they're ours. JB and Jules on Triple M Bundy. The art of a good story, it's eternal. Whether it's TV shows putting together an amazing story, where it's a book that really grips you, I think storytelling is going to be forever. Yeah, well, definitely. And it, it might change over time, but a good story told is the most um, essential part of entertainment, isn't it? There was a Facebook ad that popped up for me last night from a writing company called Vocal, and it got me good. It said, write a scary campfire story. We will give you the first sentence. You could win 
$10,000. So this, so what are they called? Vocals. So Vocal. They're a company that's looking for short stories. And so they give us an opening line and their favourite one, I assume they'll turn into a book and we get ten grand. It's unbelievable. They've not only nice. got $10,000 for a grand prize, second place $2,500, 25 runners up get 50 bucks. It seemed too good to be true, but I read through, it seemed all legit. The submissions close on July the 8th, and you've got to be 13 years or older to have a, writer, a writer's attempt. The entry's got to be between 600 to 5,000 words. So it seemed like... A great idea to stretch the creative uh, muscle of ours. Well, well, definitely. We tell stories every day, so surely we have a leg up. There's no maximum age, You're 13 years and 13 older? 13 to 100, if you like. No cost to enter it? No cost to enter. Just All you've got to do it... is go on the vocal website. So, JB, I thought, you know, we're creative people. We like to stretch that muscle. Why don't we try and attempt this story ourselves? They've given us the first sentence. Why don't we take it a sentence at a time and try and complete a story? So complete a story off the cuff. Yeah. With zero planning. I mean, what could go? <laughs> could go everything wrong? could go wrong, but it could be so, fun. Should we give it a try? Okay. So what is the opening sentence? The cabin in the woods had been abandoned for years, but one night a candle burned in the window. So that's the opening sentence. Mm. You'll start with that. Yeah. And then we're just going to go off the cuff from there. Let's see what happens. What's the worst that could happen? Something pretty bad, but let's see how we go. The cabin in the woods has been abandoned for years, but one night a candle burned in the window. Inside, Gregory peered out, his eye patch feeling the heat from the candle as he held it close to his face. Chelsea put down her Bundy rum and coke at the campfire. She grabbed herself a torch, called out to the figure inside, Who's there? Gregory, heartbroken. He was not invited to sit by the campfire. Gregory started having some thoughts of rage, thoughts he hadn't had in a very long time. Chelsea, completely unaware who was inside, picks up her phone, sprints off in the woods, and realises she doesn't have reception to call for help. Chelsea running off, built up a raging Gregory further than he could contain. As he peered at the padlock on the outside of the cabin, he began to think of ways to escape and chase. Then he remembered, but of course, the eye patch. <laughs> Suddenly, Chelsea does get reception from Mark, a long-lost flame, and he says... What are you up to tonight? Knowing Mark is indeed chasing a booty call, she immediately sends him a suggestive face emoji to alert him to the situation. Gregory, edging closer and closer... Oh, he's escaped the cabin. <laughs> ...has escaped the cabin, <laughs> approaches on foot... Was it with the iPad? Chelsea with the... With her phone up doing the Lion King, trying to get reception, trying to download this picture, is unaware of his presence. Gregory slowly but surely snuck up to the backside of Chelsea, and as he reached out, he put his fingers... Your turn. (laughs) On the iPhone! (laughs) End of chapter one! That's it for now. Catch JV and Jules weekday mornings from 6 to 9am on Triple M Bundy or subscribe here to get all the best bits.